0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: It's Sal Capaccio.
0: I make a special Carpaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio. They like Carpaccio. On WGR. I make a Capaccio for you. Sports Radio 550.
2: Welcome back. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Bills and Dolphins Sunday night. Sal, we know how you love your schedule trivia and, you know, the uh, analyzing how the schedule gets made and then and then th- flex mm-hmm. games like this game. This will be the seventh Bills night game of the season. Which, isn't there like a ceiling on that? Maybe five normally or six now because the
1: Bills had six I scheduled? I was, yeah. Would that be a record? Okay, so I have to remember my rules here because they've changed a lot. We did ask Mike North on the podcast earlier this year when he was on with uh, Matt Bove and I. And I believe he said, you can be scheduled for f- five, get flexed into a sixth, and then you can have a seventh if it's the Sunday night game. The, the, in week 18. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> here we are right
1: but they did get scheduled yep. for six I think
2: already like they were not it's Jets Giants uh, Tampa on a Thursday Cincinnati Denver on a Monday and the Chargers were all scheduled so it was six scheduled okay, night so games six plus one
1: so six and seventh and eight I think I think you can get flexed into a seventh and eight with the possible Sunday night Flex okay
2: would would you like, make a guess. Would you think that seven is the most ever?
1: Maybe for any one team ever. Yeah, man. Maybe right? Maybe I. Maybe yeah. I. I'd have to think that the Patriots ever have more than that. Like during their run, have or the Dallas, Chiefs at any maybe. point in the last few years? I'll yeah. I'll try to find out. It's got you know. Seven yeah, games. please do because that is crazy to think about. I know Dallas has been in
3: that Sunday night game at least one time, maybe more than that, and they're a team that always gets a ton of prime time, but I don't know if they ever got to six before ending up on Sunday night. For I, yeah, I,
2: I used to think the record, if somebody asked me like what the rule was, I would have said exactly what Sal said, which is five maybe with a plus one, but maybe it's six with a plus one now, because that's what it, appear, it appears this season has been for the Bills, and they got this uh, plus one. What does the game being at night mean in your mind, to anything? Like, is there an advantage either way? Is, you know, I mean, again, it's lots of night games, nothing new to the Bills, but end of the season, what does it mean to you that this game is being played late?
1: I don't think there is an advantage for the game being played late Sunday night, but I do think there's a disadvantage the following week. Because especially as the road team, if the Bills are to win and make the playoffs, they would, they would have to play Sunday night, come home late. Like You're not getting home from Miami until early, early morning Monday. And I went back and looked, guys. I thought that would guarantee you a Sunday game the next week. Yeah. Not the case. The last two times a team played Sunday night football week 18 and made the playoffs, they played Saturday the following week in the playoffs. That's a really short week. And I think it stinks that the NFL does that to anybody. Was that but Washington that is the case. So to me, and- there is a disadvantage Sorry. in that regard.
3: I didn't mean to barrel in on you. You tweeted this yesterday, and I, I made a note of it because this came up, and we never got back to it. It was Washington in 20 and the Raiders in 21, I think?
2: Washington was at Philadelphia on a Sunday night, won the division with that win, went home and hosted Tampa. So not much in the way of travel, just to Philadelphia mm-hmm. and back. Right. V- Vegas was home to the Chargers, the game that if it had ended in a tie would have meant they both go. That game, so they played an overtime home game on the Sunday night, then went to Cincinnati mm-hmm. on a Saturday and lost. Both both of these teams lost uh, in the first round.
1: I also would point out that, I mean, if it's Pittsburgh, if they get the 7, let's say, and the Bills win, get the 2, they play each other, Pittsburgh plays the day before, right? They have a little advantage. So, to me, it's not the front-end advantage, it's the back-end disadvantage, to be honest with you, is what it comes down to here. On
2: the injury report today there isn't much. Miami's dealing with a lot and it's a very short list mm-hmm. here. For Allen it says he, he it was a walkthrough, I know so uh, like everybody was a part of it, but for Allen it's listed right finger, neck and then right finger. What is what is right finger? He's got five, right? He's got, he's got unless the thumb how many right <laughs> fingers does Allen have?
1: You know, Mike, I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I didn't even notice that until you said it. I thought, I assumed right shoulder. When I saw it come out, I saw a neck slash and I thought right shoulder. I didn't even read it to say right finger. Thank okay. you for pointing that out until I, you just said that. When right I finger. saw so, it, I, yeah.
3: I saw right finger and I assumed index finger. Index. But that's just, that's, yes. uh, that's an assumption. I, let's rank, really like, we'll,
2: rank, we'll be drafting my, fingers later in today's Mike show.
1: Mike is asking
3: the right question. Right Which finger is it it right that's finger. Him? Yeah,
1: like what is that? But. All right. I mean, he is on the injury report. Mostly everybody's concerned about his neck because of what happened on Sunday, and he left the game early. Um, he said he's good to go. Sean McDermott said he didn't think it would impact him in any way for the game, and he was listed as a full participant in practice. Um, and just because it's a walkthrough doesn't mean you can't be listed as limited. Demar Hamlin and Micah Hyde were listed as limited. Now, those are estimations. So basically what happens is a walkthrough is you list the players who, if it were a full practice, this is what they would have been. Sal Capaccio on the
2: West Her hotline. Um, Bill's last 10 offensive touchdowns, which go back to the second quarter in Kansas City. Six are Allen runs. Six are Allen runs. Uh, Two were passes. One was a dump-off to James Cook. The other was the bomb to Davis in L.A., uh for their part, the Bills have only given up one passing touchdown in these these same games. Uh Rashi Rice at Arrowhead is the wow. last passing touchdown against the Bills. Um thoughts, Sal, on how just like the Allen rushing prowess, which we've always known about, full display here with the touchdowns, these short runs, and you know, their last touchdown pass that was actually a pass to the end zone would have been in Philadelphia. Does does that uh worry you?
1: Um it doesn't like the way you describe it doesn't necessarily worry me specifically. What worries me is just the passing game right now where it is. I just don't think it's where it needs to be uh, for whatever reasons. That's to me, what you just described is a, is a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not getting the ball into the end zone passing because they're not super efficient throwing the ball right now. I think that's just what happens. Um, I remember a few years ago, the same thing. I remember thinking, geez, they don't, Man, the one year they threw the tight end a lot in the red zone, in the end zone. And then I think it was the next year, I remember thinking and looking at saying, man, they don't throw the ball to the end zone that much. And that's not happening as much this year right now, at least the last several weeks. Um, so I just think that that's all part of what's happening here. Um, Can I remember any... Incompletions lately? Can you guys, like, in the end zone incompletions? Maybe. James Cook had one near the goal line. He dropped right against Dallas. That could have been. That wasn't in the end zone. Probably would have been a touchdown had he held on. Um, so maybe. But no, Mike, I, I'm more just concerned about the actual, you know, passing game and where it is. Not super concerned because you have Josh Allen and we know they have the ability to do it. But I just think what you point out is a part of the overall issue that's, that's happening. Right. Here. I agree. Right.
3: How, how much of, of what we're talking about here is sort of th- that, they, that they made a change, th- that the running backs became more of a focus, even Kincaid was a little bit more of a focus while Knox was hurt, and now that's kind of gone away with Knox back. Um, but you, do you think there's been a shift in focus,
1: and can they shift it back to the passing game You know, on a whim? I mean, on a whim, I, I think that it's in there somewhere, somehow. Uh, it's not easy, but at some point, you know, you have Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You've done it before. You have ways, you have guys here, I think, you know, that have put up numbers and been productive. So it's got to be in there somewhere to way unlock it. I don't exactly know what the key is. To me, there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, Stefan Diggs said something which was really, I think, important and true. And he said... You know there's a lot that has to go into him getting the ball. Like teams might be concentrating on him. He's got to he's got to get open. And then when he does get open, you got a protection. Then the ball's got to be on time and it's got to be on target. Like he didn't say all those things, but he was alluding to all that. And that's right. I think that to me, it's just not as simple as maybe one thing, Josh Allen being more accurate. Well, he can be accurate. He was accurate to Trent Sherfield. Didn't result in a pass and a completion because there was no separation and maybe he got his hands on it. He was accurate to Latavius Murray. He dropped it. Then you have passes where he's not as accurate, and that happens. And then you have times where he's under pressure and they haven't had great pass protection. It just seems to me right now, over the last couple of weeks, they've had this confluence of events that has really kind of hampered the passing game. So I don't think it's as simple as one fix. But I do think that if you fix one of those things, maybe the others start to follow suit a lot more, if that makes sense.
2: I think, I don't know, you tell me if you think this is abnormal at all, but here we are, 16 games in, and maybe whatever the big conclusion about this team is going to be that we talk about from February to September, it just could be so many different things. At this point, it just like so they're leaning into James Cook. Maybe they'll win a Super Bowl doing that. Maybe they'll be able to throw 150 yards in games and play the the, the Texans next week and the the bad Chiefs and the and Ravens and just like they'll, maybe they'll win a Super Bowl doing that. And then what? But it could also be that that was bad strategy. It could also be weapons. There's a very good chance. I think, of course, this is if mm-hmm. they lose at some point, even Sunday, the whole weapons. W- we don't have enough that we've been kind of crying about here for three years. Could end up, listen, like, respectfully to your point that you just made about Allen's accuracy, listen to the names Sherfield, yeah. Murray, Latavius Murray, who is kind of amazing, still in the league. Right. Like, that's if that's where this ends, and you know, they're just not getting any consistent production from uh, anybody in the passing game, including Diggs. Just there's so many different. Topics that we could end up stuck on to define this season, and it's interesting to me that that's the case with so much of the season being over.
1: No, I I, I hear that. I agree. I just felt that the last, like even the these swing passes sometimes, like Josh Allen throws a screen pass first play of the game to Stefan Diggs, and he's off target. Missed him again a little bit later. Like I do think Allen's playing a part in this for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does have you know it's a finger issue, whatever. But you're right. <laughs> right. I mean right. they I'm
3: have not. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Now, 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 I'm thinking about that a little bit more. <laughs> right. Um,
1: but you're right, Mike. I mean, and and like we've been saying it, but what they do, they went out and they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, and that was supposed to be a guy that could really kind of unlock some of this stuff. And what what I do fall back on a little bit here is. They did start to get James Cook involved in the passing game. That went really well. He's good out of the backfield. Like, when it was working, it was humming a little bit for a few games there, it seemed like. And I know it wasn't super clean and awesome against Kansas City, but they did enough. But Philly, Dallas, like, things were just working. And I know Dallas didn't throw that much even. But it just seemed like they had a balanced attack. They could attack you from different ways. And we all know that, you know, Josh Allen could have ease—not easily, but nobody would be surprised— Sunday night, he's through for 320 and four touchdowns, just what he does sometimes. So we know he has that capability. You're right. They probably have to add more weapons, and it's late here. You're not going to do it now, but I I think that, you know, overall, there's just a lot of things that have to start going a a little bit better, a little bit more here or there to kind of get everything back in order, and I don't know if it'll ever happen, but you might have to, have to rely on one or two of those things just to get a little bit better to advance on and, and be the better team on a, on a given day.
2: Kincaid is going to be such a topic, like if it ends this way, where we're at in terms of the passing game, because that was he was happening until Knox returned, and mm. then I mean, sure, it's matchups too, it's other things too. Cook mm-hmm. game script, I mean, I know that, but it's been several games now, and Kincaid is a, a v- very much a bit part. In, in their passing tree, it's like is it one target, one catch in two games? Like it, this was the fear. It was, a, it.
3: it was a hell of a catch, but yeah, and, and a long a long catch, but yeah, it it hasn't been frequent enough. At
2: let's all. get he's your down. first round pick. Make let's make him relevant yeah. Yeah. here with these being their most important games. I'm
1: for that. No, I agree. And I mean, he just broke the Bills' all time rookie receptions record held by Sammy Watkins. Just broke that last week. So when you say he's going to be a topic. Yes, but then I think maybe it's Dawson <laughs> yes. Knox going to be the topic. I mean, well. wh- which way do you go there? Well, <laughs> right. th-
2: that was a dubious contract, in my opinion, and that was part of the, the drama about the pick was can they make it work with Knox be- getting paid and probably being on the field
3: right. the and idea still is. If- the idea, I think, was that, that the 12 was going to give them, 12 yep. personnel, two tight ends, was going to give them a different look and uh, open up more things in the run game and the pass game. And, yeah, I mean, it should be noted that, that Kincaid's biggest impact this year has been when he was, you know, when Knox was not active. Um, so that that's, I think that when, when Mike says he'll be a topic, if it ends, like, you know, some way like this, like we're talking, um, I think that's what the topic will be, like yeah, like Sal said. Maybe, maybe Knox is more of the topic than Kincaid. Like yep. uh, Knox is holding Kincaid back somehow.
2: I guess that's up to us. Uh, I don't know what's happening there, but Sal, we have you or what?
1: Yeah. Yep. Sorry, guys. I just uh, had a uh, tough connection here. Give me a second.
2: Okay. <laughs> Well, we can wrap
1: here. It's we almost can wrap.
2: time.
3: Yeah, we're good. On. We're good here anyway. So. All right. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Sal. If you hear, if, if if you can't hear me, please someone tell Sal that we appreciate
3: this <laughs> time. I'll text him. I think I All have right. his number.
2: All right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Sal Capaccio yes. on the Western Hotline, brought to you by uh, <clears throat> New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet?
2: Seems like you may maybe hit the stairs for a second there. I don't know what I was. <laughs> no, to
3: I just, I, I just the, the clumsiness of this just uh, threw me off for a second. So
2: no, I meant Sal.
3: Oh, 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 oh! Got he
2: right. was climbing stairs. Okay, well, uh, there it is. Seven night games with this one. I am going to try to find out if that might be a record. We've been tweeted at by a listener who says Tampa had seven when Brady got there. I only count four uh, for them, so um, I can imagine seven has been done, but I bet eight hasn't. So, the Bills might be tying a record here for most night games. Now, I'm not including the playoffs. Pretty sure the Super Bowl is a night game, and there are others.
3: Usually. Well, so I mean, it's a couple hours earlier than the traditional night game window,
2: though. Yes. Six Seven months. night games and five one o'clock games is how this ends. And that's just insane for us, right? Like, that's just so different. At, five years ago. How long will it take before the Bills are on prime time seven times? Five years.
3: Now we're maybe borderline sick of it.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I, have, I don't know. I have heard that this week. Why does the game <laughs> have to be so late? <laughs> right. Armando Salguero coming up at 4. Mike Schoep the Bulldog here WGR.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...